0: 94.9 The River. I'm Rochelle and it's such a pleasure to be able to interview Amber hey, Cam today. How you doing? Really good. Nice to see you. You too. Your first tour to Boise, I understand. Yeah, and um, I think anywhere in Idaho actually. And you probably don't have enough time to have any impressions of it so far other than the big smoky sky. <laughs> yeah, right, except for the fire. <laughs> so this is kind of your beautiful theater tour?
1: Yeah, this is, um, I mean, I'm here with Welcome to Nightvale, which is a wonderful popular podcast that gets to play in these big beautiful rooms and um i don't know what this room used to be i assume a movie theater maybe still is still is still is yeah and um the whole tour has been like this in these historic places that are beautiful to look at
0: nice and have you ever had to do anything besides music well um
1: I've, there's been different ways that I've done music besides just touring and being a singer-songwriter. But the last job I had that was not music was um, I worked in an art and frame store oh, in nice. high school, framing pictures and selling art supplies. And um, and then in the I, the summertime, I was a an intern for a wildlife manager on a preserved. Um, uh, land in Virginia, and those were the last two jobs I've had ever since, and it's been music.
0: You know, for, like, real jobs, those sound like really nice <laughs> jobs yeah. I know. I've never...
1: I'm, I think I'm unusual in um, in the arts as someone who's never had a food service job.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. You've got this new album out. Do you want to tell us about it? Sure. Yeah, it's
1: called According to Us, and um, it's a six-song EP, and I I feel like that's the cutting edge of music at, at this point, which is, like... Um, Given the way people listen to music and and consume music, the the twelve song album um, is a uh, is maybe not the best way to get a message across anymore.
0: So kind of I lose their attention span.
1: Yeah, I think it doesn't matter as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I had a, a longer thought, I'm going to use a different form than the album, right? So I might write a musical for example mm-hmm. um but if i have some musical thoughts you know f- song oriented i i like the idea of putting six songs together in a very condensed idea and um so according to us is a is a, s- a statement about um self-definition and traveling through the idea of wondering who you are and then putting that together in your mind and then acting it out
0: hmm and so was that vinyl that I saw out there for yeah. sale? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it's, um, it's I don't know if you remember this from when you were a kid, but I remember getting my like National Geographic and opening up, and there'd be a record oh, in yeah. the middle of it, and it would be like whale sounds. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, then you t- you tear it out, and you put it on your record player, and um, and there they were, or on the back of a cereal box. I, right. I feel like I remember getting, yeah. a, you know, take your scissors and cut it out, and you, you could play the record. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking that it would be a really cool um, way to to deliver this music instead of just a digital EP and, um, you know, not everybody wants a CD. I thought a blue square of plastic would be great.
0: Mm -hmm. And so you're sold out of many things out there too.
1: Yeah. We had a good night in, um, Salt Lake last (laughs) night. (laughs) Sounds like it. Yeah. So I was, uh, I, I was carrying what I thought was enough, but not enough, but Mm -hmm. here in Boise, um, we'll focus on according to us. All right.
0: And you have digital, copies of that available as yeah. well yeah
1: it comes with a, uh, a digital download card that is also a portable blessing um that you can take with you to remind you all the time that you are loved
0: oh that's fantastic well we'd love to hear a song from yeah, you sure
1: mm-hmm. uh speaking of love this is a, a a tiny love song i don't really write love songs but this is probably the closest i'm gonna get it's called sugar in a pie <laughs>
2: sweet like a sugar in a pie. Kiss me deep with a dreamy little sigh. Fill up my cheeks with smiles so I, I cannot tell a lie. Never in doubt you know I, I love you my own oh mind. Hold my hand on sunny days, or oh blue. solve my puzzle. You don't need a clue, show me your heart is true. If I forget I ever knew, you are my clearest view. Oh, all you will see me through. Caught in the worst of weather is a lovely pleasure with you. Swimming in sea and never was our style together skipping school birds of a queerest feather you're my extra measure break the rules Sweet like a sugar in a pie, don't leave my hips. No matter what I try, my lips are yours till dying, and I do not wonder why. Never in doubt, you know I, I love you, my oh my, I love you, my oh.
0: Back with Erin McKeown. I'm so glad you are in town, and your voice is awesome to hear it live like this. I just can't wait for the show tonight. What's it been like touring with the Night Vale guys? So I'm sure it's different touring with a rock band than it is with a, a show like that.
1: It's kind of amazing, actually. I mean, I must admit, I did—I'd never heard of Night vale before. but yeah, they asked me to do this, and and now when people ask me to describe it, I would, I would say um, it's a bit like a Prairie Home Companion <laughs> from a strange desert town. Mm-hmm. Um, where all conspiracy theories are true it's it's a it's a, a kind of place you fall in love with it's very strange it's kind of inside knowledge um, but once you get inside of it it's really lovely and I'm so I I just said yes because the the places were interesting places I'd never been before like Boise mm-hmm. and um, and the people seem really great and um, I can't turn down a chance to play in some of these rooms and um, but I've then also come to find out that their audience is a really uh, unique audience they're they're young mm. they're anywhere from um, you know tweens to like mid-20s there's a few people there that are that are older some of them are parents and some of their into it in that are just into it but mm-hmm. um I I for the most part, I'm finding myself playing every night to to kids mm-hmm. and to young adults who are who are really thinking about who they want to be, mm-hmm. not who they are yet. And I'm wow. sort of experimenting and figuring things out. And, um, I've come to, to see it, um, a service almost as much as, as me doing a gig or doing a job. But it's, um, I, I tell you, I have never gotten more compliments on my hair <laughs> <laughs> or my shoes or what right. I'm wearing, you know, which is, you know, afterwards, um, folks just want, they just want to take a picture and tell me how great my hair is. And, um, and also, you know, they, they are also listening to the music, mm-hmm. but you can feel, them through the whole project of Night Vale not just me being here kind of working on their identities and um that's totally unique and something I've never had a chance to do before with my music, and I'm really enjoying it.
0: Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, do you find them responding differently to your songs to different kinds of songs?
1: Well, they're really attuned to the words, which is really great because um, you know not all music audiences are like that, but I'm finding them really attuned to the words, and they are um, very much into the stories mm-hmm. that I'm telling. There's a few songs that I'm playing where i'll tell tell a story to illuminate the song even more and um that's really different than touring with a rock band which is more about feeling and um more about sort of sensory bombardment Mm -hmm. and i don't mean that in a bad way Mm -hmm. you know um so there's there's a a sort of storytelling um desire that i'm feeling from them which isn't surprising given what nightvale is being you Mm -hmm. know a fictional serialized podcast so they're here for stories and um and i really like that Mm
0: mm-hmm for people who aren't familiar with you and looking back at some of your history and songs that you've written, do you want to tell the story about the song that you wrote with Rachel Maddow?
1: Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. So, um, so I live in Western Massachusetts. I grew up in Virginia, but I've lived in Western Massachusetts for a long time. And um, Rachel was our radio DJ on our local awesome station, just like yours. For many years, she was the morning DJ, and so we just knew each other in town, and we're mutual appreciators of each other's work. And then she, um, you know, started her meteoric rise with air America and then on TV. And we've, um, just stayed in touch. And, um, again, as fellow Western Massachusetts folks. And, um, uh, this, the, the impetus for the song hilariously is that I ran into Ira glass in a diner in Alaska with Tao of, towel and the get down stay down we <laughs> yeah, were on right. tour together and we ran into ira glass and had this breakfast with him and he asked us if we would do a um a benefit in new york to raise money in the aftermath of the Deepwater horizon spill and um and he he was going to write a song with a singer songwriter and so he asked me if there's anyone unusual i might write a song with specifically for it and i immediately thought of matto and um And we uh, traded phone messages about it and we could never get on the phone with each other. She was in Baghdad that summer and uh, we literally just traded text messages and I wrote the song from our text messages. Um, And it's a kind of a kitchen sink song. Um, You know, it's kind of asking us to like take everything that was happening in the world at that time which is a very different world than now. Mm -hmm. The summer of 2010 is very different than what's happening right now. Um, There's a kitchen sink approach to like everything that was happening in the world and asking for, um, for transparency and truth. This is pre-Arab Spring. This is pre-Black Lives Matter. Um, so a very, a very different, pre-ISIS, mm-hmm. very different world in the Middle East and here in the United States. Um, so it's a time capsule to me.
0: It's funny you would mention, um, Tao, cause I understand you're playing another show with her. Aren't you just a little Yeah, later, later Josh this Ritter, summer. Yeah, over there. Idahoan oh. Josh Ritter. Yeah, if I could snap my fingers and be there. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'd love
1: it. Maybe we'll Skype you in.
0: <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Do you mind doing another song for yeah,
1: us? Yeah, sure. Um, so you've let me know about a situation here in Boise, um, in Idaho in general, um, about, uh, trying to have more equality for LGBT folks, especially around work, workplace discrimination. And, um, so I'll play this song for you guys, um, it's called the Queer Gospel, and um, it's really just intended. I wrote it in response to the sort of spate of stupid religious freedom laws and bathroom laws that are happening. And um, but I was thinking that um, just as as a group, we queer folks and uh, people who love queer folks, um, we should have uh, a gospel that we could sing for our own like empowerment, enlightenment, and um, spreading of the word so
2: love us as we are see us and we're holy in this shall we shall ever be holy ourselves your love will take us far praise us and we'll show you from heaven to the glory holds glorious and free there are those who think we're wicked there are those who call us names depraved lost and again rather bathe us in shame but we put the sin in sincere we put It's cool if you're not that Catholic. You can be whoever you are.
0: at the Egyptian theater which is said to be on haunted. Stage. On, stage. on stage. Not even I mean, backstage. You're we are right. on stage. You know this place is said to be haunted for What's years. What's the story? You know nobody really knows for sure, but I, I think it's downstairs. I've heard a few different Okay, things. we're not going down uh, there. <laughs> I was gonna ask if you'd run around with me, but I guess that's not happening.
1: The um you know the night veil vale script that they're doing right now is called Ghost Stories. It's scaring you. Uh, it's not scaring me at all, but it is is—it is really fun. It sort of takes apart the idea of ghost stories and tells a few really fun ones within the context of the mm-hmm. Night Vale universe. <laughs> so this is perfect.
0: Yes. I wanted to know, what are some things that you would say you know now about music that you didn't when you were first starting?
1: Oh, gosh, yes. what a lovely question. Um, I think that I, I probably understand the... Um, the sort of order of the universe a little bit better. It's not so mysterious to me in some ways as it was when I was first starting out. There is, as, as you know, like, there's, a, there's a, a kind of math to it mm-hmm. and, um, a, and a logic to music that um, is not difficult. Mm-hmm. It just takes time to learn it bit by bit. And um, once you learn that, then you get really free. And that's how I feel now is that I've I've learned enough and I have enough technique and have enough idea of the underlying structure of music and the way things go that I just feel really free to be able to express, um, myself. I think the way I would another metaphor I'd use to describe it is, is you know, if you were in a play you can't do anything until you know the script cold mm-hmm. right And then you start to like
2: to create improvise. something.
1: Yeah mm-hmm. and to to inhabit it and find out whatever your feelings are and bring them to it and, and, and be able to roll with things that come, improvise if you need to. And um, so I think that's the difference now is that I, I feel much I feel like I know the script better so that I can actually start making art in mm-hmm. a different way. But it's taken a long time, sure, really long time. I mean, even with diligent work, mm-hmm. you know, and I haven't always been diligent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it 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 takes a while.
0: Uh, speaking of art, you have kind of an art background with what you said you've done for a living earlier, and I was wondering who designs your albums and things for your tours, your T-shirts, and all that. Do you have some input on that? Do you have any friends' help? Or um, they
1: work? are almost everything that I've ever done is designed by an artist named Megan Dewar, mm. who is uh, lives in western mass where i live and um runs a uh, her own design shop called sketchy design and um she has done almost everything that i've ever put out with few exceptions but um for the most part she's done all of it including all my websites and wow. t-shirts and tour posters and uh, we've just been friends for a really long time and we have a wonderful collaboration um You know, it in we've had any permutation of that collaboration, so we've had different things where it started out with a a sketch that I had, or she put together a bunch of comps, and, and I gave her some feedback on that. A lot of times, um, we'll sit down and literally just come up with a group of words, like for according to us, she did the art for that, and um, you know we sat down and we talked about what it felt like to be in yourself, to be actualized, to be strong and to be confident. And, um, we kind of came up with this design. That's a little bit like, um, it's a little bit like if, if you had your own country, what would the flag be mm-hmm. and what would be on it? You know? And, um, and then she came up with this beautiful design with a bird. Cause I, I, I am not a Christian, but I, I, do appreciate spirituality a great mm-hmm. deal and um and i certainly like a lot of the imagery that gets used it's it's a very evocative imagery and so for according to us i really was wanting to touch on a gospel feeling and a feeling of um a word coming down from a higher power and um and she really was able to capture that
0: mm-hmm.
1: let's talk about your musical i was so excited to see this yeah. i didn't know about it and yeah so um, about five years ago, well, uh, in 2009, I made a record called Hundreds of Lions. And um, about five years ago, uh, a wonderful playwright named Chiara Alegria Hudis found that record and thought it sounded like a musical that she wanted to write. Right. She had a story in mind and she found that record through friend of a friend etc and she just wrote me an email out of the blue on my website asking you know would you be interested in writing a musical and uh, I'd never gotten an email like that ever and um, we had lunch and and I just said yes it just seemed like one of those things where you like say yes to
0: were you so excited
1: Yeah, I've never done anything like that before. Um, I've always loved musicals. I grew up um, listening to them and seeing them. It was about the only kind of theater I saw was community theater, which was mostly musicals. And um, it's never something I ever thought I would have the opportunity to do. And I, I can't believe how much I love making them. And what's it called? It's called Miss You Like Hell.
0: So did you work together with this person or did they just put it together and said, here's your music"? Well, no,
1: she had, um, so so Kiara had the idea for the story and then we developed that further into, um, you know, where songs would be and what kind of songs they would be and different characters. And um, uh, I do the music and she does the book and we do the lyrics together.
0: And and is this running right now? It's going
1: to open this fall Mm -hmm. in uh, La Jolla Playhouse in San Diego, and that'll be our first production. And if all goes well, I think there'll be future productions. Um, What I've learned about theater is that it's even more precarious and capricious than (laughs) (laughs) the music industry. And um, so I've learned not to count my chickens before they Mm -hmm. hatch. Um, (laughs) But what I like about it, that is also the reason that things can be so hard to predict, is that it just involves lots of people. There's lots Mm -hmm. of people involved, and it's um everyone's schedule could change or one person's schedule can scuttle the whole thing etc but um it's very different than you know what my career has been which has been writing things myself producing things myself uh, at least half the time performing primarily by myself, definitely traveling a lot by myself and now I'm part of this big group of people telling a, a large story. You know, this is not a six song E P. Mm-hmm. It's two and a half hour story with twenty five songs and ten people and seven person orchestra. And wow. so it's um
0: I'm really enjoying the scale of it. I really hope somehow we get to see that. I'm really enjoying your um your cabin fever series. Oh, thanks very <laughs> much. Thanks.
1: That's I happen to live in a picturesque place and it seemed like worth doing something with so i don't know
0: if any of these songs will make it to that but
1: it's possible i've found that actually playing the songs from the musical myself just doesn't work for me they're meant for other people and for Mm. for whatever reason even though i wrote them i can't remember them Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. not in the way that i can remember the songs from my albums sure so um on a practical level it's been a little bit hard to put it together
0: (laughs) real quick I know you're on a schedule we're so glad to grab you before the show Uh, if you want to discover some things that you're involved with uh, with activism
1: yeah sure um I mean uh my the biggest thing I'm working on really is the musical in terms of activism. Mm-hmm. It has a component um, to it where one of our characters is undocumented and that um, drives the plot and is important, important to the show. And so I've been uh, I've been really focusing on that. But, um, you know, I'm always um, really just trying to the, the two things that I really work on the most are immigration issues and um uh, sort of media justice issues in terms of like you know we have all this technology available to us right now, but is everyone able to use it equally? Mm-hmm. Um, and and right now I'm mostly focusing on using my social media channels and my performances to explore those ideas and present them to folks and get a lot of feedback. Mm-hmm. I've been having a great time on this tour, um, singing some songs about that stuff and mm-hmm. and hearing um, young folks mm-hmm. like response to
0: it. And then that was my last question. I was just going to ask where we can find you on social media so we can keep up with um, you.
1: all the usual channels, Mm -hmm. just search for my name and and I'm there.
0: Maybe you could spell that because... Oh, sure.
1: (laughs) E-R-I-N-M-C-K-E-O-W-N. And thank you for pronouncing it correctly.
0: <laughs> thank you. I was <laughs> crossing my fingers. Ah, you did well. Yeah, McKeown. If you have time, we'd love to get one more song. Yeah, sure. Given what we're talking
1: about, this is a, a good segue. Uh, this is a song called Histories that comes from my last uh, full-length record, Manifesto. the record is called. And um, this is just a song about how what I would like to do differently as someone who was raised with all kinds of different privileges and um, trying to look at that and trying to do differently despite the, the pull of histories that um, live in our family structures and the way we were raised and certainly in institutions that we um, encounter. Thank you so much for having
2: Mm -hmm. me. Thank you. well my mother is my mother and my father is my father never mind i hate them still i have a bloody brother in the past that they have worn up on my feet just wanna welcome histories i hate them watch myself just say the same in my cells i carry how they raise me ah oh, so every day i have to choose to have By the law and by the letter, where we should be living better. History still wish we'd see the world and how it used to be. But one and one and three and more is more powerful than any war. You never know. The spark that starts to turn over the hardest. The world is very solitary, ah. So every day I have to choose to have to, ah.